Good morning, everyone. It is the 7th of December, and I'm joined today by Seamus Lyons, Alex Byrne, and Asim Kadri. There was a slightly shaky start to the week, Seamus, and global stock markets then continued their rally into December. Any thoughts on this? Yes, good morning, Lorna. Yes, it was another week of stocks reaching further into record territory. And maybe just a quick word on November, which actually ended during the week. So even though on Monday when stocks, they ended down, it still didn't stop the Dow Jones closing out November with its best monthly performance since 1987. And small caps, represented by the Russell 2000 index, they registered their best ever gains since the index was created in 1978. So it was a very strong week, even though the week started on a weaker footing. You know, these trends continued for much of the week, all the major indices touching intraday highs by the close of the week on Friday. Yes, very useful to note. What were the key drivers then? Yeah, so there is rising hopes of a new round of fiscal stimulus, which boosted market sentiment. On Tuesday, a bipartisan group of US senators proposed a $908 billion relief package. Markets like this, they like the fact that both sides, uh, the Democrats and Republicans, were working together on this. Confidence was high that this would be approved before the year end. Now, this is something that wasn't expected a few weeks ago, so some markets like that. There is also further positive news on the vaccine front, as Pfizer and its European partner, BioNTech, they applied to the EU regulators for emergency use authorization for their vaccine. And Wednesday, actually, the UK was granted such approval. So it was the first Western nation to authorize the widespread distribution of the vaccine. And also another provider, Moderna, they also requested emergency use authorization for their vaccine at both EU and European regulators during the week as well. So it's like a raft of positive news. And then on Friday afternoon, we had the US unemployment data. Yes, exactly. So um, this actually came in much weaker than expected. So there was 245,000 new jobs created, which was a large weakening from the October number, which was more closer to 640,000 new jobs. So they had been expected to be lower in October, but they still missed consensus expectations by almost half. And so it was the slowest rise in the number of jobs created since the rebound began more back in May. And actually, paradoxically, the markets like this, the markets actually had a quite strong day on Friday because it emphasizes the weakness that is apparent in the economy. And it might actually force Congress to push through this fiscal package quicker than probably was expected before. So more support to come through. Alex, we briefly there touched upon the COVID vaccine news. Any further thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think it probably just is in line with the Seamus has made there, you know, the markets have been pricing in the, the vaccine for a good three weeks now. So we've had a, a few days where we've had strong sell-offs and it's almost just a pause of breath to say, okay, we've got this positive news coming through, but there's also the, the uncertainty around what are this quarter's numbers going to be and how much longer are the lockdowns going to actually be in place for and how much is that going to have an effect on the, on the final year numbers. So although we have got a lot of positive news, we are starting to get a few larger sell-off days where the market's just trying to balance these two very positive and very negative things off against each other. The hopes for a rebound still uncertain there. As in what we are seeing is very positive data coming out of China. These trade figures were particularly striking this morning. Yes, that's right, Lorna. We've had quite a bit of impressive economic data from China over the last week. And that's broadly suggested that the economic recovery is becoming more balanced and also broader based. So firstly, 
To sum up, last week we had PMI figures, uh, which show that both manufacturing and services sectors continue to recover at a faster pace. And that's really being spurred by overseas demand expanding, as well as improvements in domestic employment. A standout was one of the manufacturing readings, which hit, hit a 10-year high. Then overnight, as you alluded to, we had trade data, which showed China's exports growing to the highest levels on record. And that, again, was due to higher foreign demand for Chinese goods amid economic restric- restrictions around the world. So when you consider the fact that China is expected to be the only major economy to post positive growth this year at around 2%, clearly the macro picture in China is substantially different to the rest of the world. Yes, indeed. And clearly a silver lining coming out of China there. If we turn to commodities now, and oil had another strong week. Alex, what's the story there? This all goes in line with what I mentioned earlier, which is the positive news versus the negative news. So we had record cuts, millions and millions of barrels as the coronavirus lockdowns begin to impact on global growth. So we've had that negative news and obviously the potential for economies to restart now, no more so than China, obviously gives OPEC a little bit more reason to be a bit more positive. So last week, OPEC and Russia agreed to, for the first time, raise on the supplies in a good six months. So it was well below initial expectations of what we're going to have. But I mean, the key point is that this is an inflection and it's a turning point. We've had a raise in production numbers where we've had months and months of cuts. It's a positive message again. If we stay with you then, Alex, for the week ahead, we've had a torrid weekend in the Brexit trade talks. There's a European Council meeting on Thursday. Do we think it'll really come to a head then? Yes, if not before then, though, as well. So for me, we're starting to get classic elements of last minute negotiation, which is concessions. So we had things on the fishing side, which has been a long term sticking point, seem to be more positive, even though we're getting some kind of an agreement on that. You also get things like last minute additional elements that get requested. So the French have been synonymous with this. So asking for last minute concessions and last minute elements of the deal, which again, is kind of classic end game type of scenario. So I think we we could well have one this week on Thursday, if not before then. But obviously this is an ongoing story, which is changing kind of hour to hour. And Thursday also brings the ECB, European Central Bank meeting. Anything more expected on stimulus from the ECB? So not in terms of absolute. So clearly the last time around we had increases in the pandemic stimulus. I think this time what the market is expecting is similar language around the additional stimulus is available and and ready to be used. But what we might get is extensions to those two additional stimulus. So we could well get these running into the end of 2021 to essentially make sure that the recovery is supported for for the long term. The market's got no question of how long this is going to be in place. So again, some quite supportive news coming through this week. Thank you all very much indeed. Thanks, Thanks, Lorna.